Coming to you from our peaceful prayer room in the heart of New York City, it's the Journey to Eternity podcast, hosted by Louisa and Mike Serignano. In every episode, we are committed to giving God glory by helping Christians use the Word of God to navigate everyday life in a sinful, fallen world. So welcome to the show. I'm Louisa. And I'm Mike. And we are a married Christian couple on a journey Journey to to eternity. eternity. For those of you who don't know us or are new to this podcast, Louisa and I are sinners saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and are members of New Hyde Park Baptist Church in Long Island, New York. However, this is not a church podcast, and any opinion or views that we share belong to us and are not reflective of our pastors, elders, or our church in general. Babe, look at us broadcasting from Florida. (laughs) Yeah, this is great, honey. (laughs) To God be the glory. (laughs) To God be the glory for sure. Usually in the opening, you hear that we're coming to you from our peaceful prayer room in the heart of New York City. (laughs) Well, instead, we're coming to you from uh, a condo here in uh, peaceful Florida. God has blessed us um, with a vacation, and uh, we can think of no better way to honor him uh, to come here and uh, do our podcast on location. Yes. It's really been great. So uh, the weather is definitely warmer than it is in New York. We're Uh, here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, New Yorkers. Sorry, New York. But uh, God has honestly been been really good to us. Right. He gave us mercy, and he's given us grace on this vacation, so I'm so grateful. Yes. It's... uh, there's a couple of things that we want to talk about here before we get started. Um, we've been pretty busy um, coming out of the New Year's, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to be doing this podcast once a month. Uh, we we've been trying to do it every three weeks, but that's kind of ambitious for us right now. And um, we're gonna settle on um, one episode per month, and we're gonna tell you why right now, as uh, God has uh, sent us to. Um, Look at biblical counseling. And, um, you know, our podcast, the tagline is We Help Christians Use God's Word to Navigate Everyday Life in a Sinful Fallen World. So we have to know how to do it the biblical way, baby. Right. You know, it's, it's really, uh, you know, in our podcast, we, we tend to have a lot of opinion, and I'm sure we're not going to lose that. But uh, one of the members in our church uh, suggested to us, this to us back in, in December. And she, you know, she watched Louisa as uh, Louisa has such a good relationship with the women. And she she suggested that uh, we look into becoming certified biblical counselors. And that was great for me, babe, because it was just my, my, when she said that to me, I was like, I always want to minister using the word of God. Okay. Right. And sometimes, you know, we, we, we are in a relationship with other women and women talk about things. And I always mm-hmm. want to point women to Christ. Right. So that's the goal. Right. And to, <laughs> to be able to do it uh, biblically, because um, the, the world the world's way of, of counseling is much, much different than um, God's way of counseling. As we're learning. Yes. <laughs> so we, we've, we prayerfully considered it, and mm-hmm. uh, we talked to our pastors about it. And uh, after... After prayerfully considering it, we decided to move forward with it. So we signed up for the, uh, it's called the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. It's ACBC, and uh, it's in line with the uh, the Master's uh, Seminary in California. 
and it's uh, it's We're a learning. pretty yeah it's We're a pretty extensive so <laughs> uh, bit of education here. So yeah. we signed up and we started on January second. And we are in the training phase of it right now, which is about three and a half months. So we're pretty much halfway through the first. this first training phase. And this is why we decided to do the podcast once a month because it's a it's, lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of studying and it's a lot of it's time consuming and and we have work. We yeah. have jobs. Pretty full time yeah. jobs. Pretty and much. Families. Yeah. Pretty much every night of our our week is is. Taken up by by studying and uh, working with the that, lessons, babe. it's I'm grateful. it's really awesome. It's been such a, a learning experience, an eye opener. And the 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 entire certification process probably will take us two to three years. So mm-hmm. we are really just getting our feet wet now. Uh, but one of the things that is actually going to help is our podcast, and it's going to give us a a lot of new topics to discuss. Uh, you, you never really realize what's going on um, for people. And, you know, we can ask, but we, we can see a lot in the training, what they're training us on. Right. And one of the things is uh, it's also good for us is because in order for us to um, effectively minister God's word, we have to change and grow as people, exactly. as a couple. And as Christians. If we expect other people, the people that we counsel to change and grow, we need to have that same change and growth that we're wanting for our counselees. So, so we ask you guys for prayers yes, for us. <laughs> please pray for us because yes. this is just going to be a load of work. But uh, in our in our own flesh, it, it's it seems very overwhelming. But we know that with God, anything is possible. And uh, prayer, please please pray for us as as we we and encourage us as we go through this. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on how we're doing. But yes, uh, but babe, welcome to episode yes, nineteen. Yes, episode nineteen from Fly. I didn't think it was going to take. Us eighteen episodes to do one remotely, <laughs> but uh, but we are here. And um, this topic was suggested to us actually like a couple of months ago. It was one of the members of our church mm-hmm. wanted to um, hear about the doctrine of election. So the and, do- we're, and we're trying to do that with our listeners. You know, sometimes you know. Yeah, we, don't feel free to, to right. suggest something to us. It, 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 we 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 listen to what everybody has to say, and you know, we want to do things that uh, you guys are interested in, and it help us to study more. Yes, it, 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 and the doctrine of election is is really a. It could be a funny subject amongst even the strongest of Christians because not everybody believes in the doctrine of election, mm-hmm. and um, we're here to uh, we're here to talk about that today. So before we get started, uh, Louisa, would you please pray? Father in heaven, once again we thank you for the opportunity to share this podcast with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We ask you for your guidance, wisdom, and support as we take on today's topic. Help us to engage in a meaningful discussion of your word. Help us to be led by the Holy Spirit in whatever we say. Thank you for opening the eyes and the ears of our listeners today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, babe. So let's talk about election. So, you know, this is not the presidential election. It's not any other political office, uh, but it is the doctrine of election. And... You know, when we talk about what what these things, we're going to say, well, what is what does doctrine mean in the Bible? And this isn't um, this isn't about the Merriam-Webster definition of of doctrine. Well, not what you think right, doctrine is. Right, it's, it's clear what is a doctrine in the Bible. Right, we we, we want to go with the biblical definition, and the word doctrine means teaching or instruction. 
So when someone describes sound doctrine, we hear that a lot. You know, does your church have sound doctrine? Is mm-hmm. he teaching sound doctrine? What he really means is 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 it sound teaching or sound instruction? instruction? And babe, let's let's talk about what something we heard this morning. We were listening to. Uh, a uh, like a little short blurb from Justin Peters, and he was talking about a church actually right here in Orlando. Well, we're at where we're at. <laughs> this is why I always tell Mike and, when we go on vacation, we have to be really careful what church we're going to attend on Sundays. Right, and we didn't go to this church, right. but at any rate, he he was talking about how um, this this church was just allowing the world and the in. culture to mm-hmm. infiltrate. Who they allow in their church, who they allow to be members, what they're what they're teaching there, and and it was just so, uh, it was blasphemous. I mean, the the whole thing was that fact that there was unrepentant sinners becoming church members and taking on service and duties in the church while still engaging in uh, constant unrepentant sin. So I know that Mike just couldn't listen I could, to it I anymore. started cringing. <laughs> like I, I got back in the car and Louisa's listening to this and I'm saying, what is that? And, you know, I like Justin Peters. Justin Peters is a champion for sound doctrine. So right. he was you know, just making a point. He was this making is, a point. Right. It wasn't him. Right. But it, it was really like, it's just, oh my goodness, this is what's going on out there. Yeah. And, you know, you, you could look at a church, the name might sound great. Oh, they might be affiliated. Uh, they might be affiliated mm-hmm. with with certain uh, associations, but what they're teaching in there could just be could not be sound doctrine. So you have to be really careful. You have to do your homework if you're going to go on vacation. Maybe um, want to go to church while you're out there. You want to just really be careful when you're searching for a church. If you're moving or something, make sure you know what they're teaching. Make sure you listen to. I know what me. I would be devastated if we walk into a church like that. You know, I would be like, "Oh no, I'm out of here." No, we would definitely I, leave. I just couldn't. <laughs> so, um, doctrine. Doctrine in the Bible, here's really the, the biblical definition of it. It refers to the entire body of essential theological truths that define and describe the subject. And of course, this is the subject is, is the Word of God. And in this case, the subject is election. So um, what is election in the Bible? In the Bible again. In the Bible. So election is the act of God whereby in eternity past... He chose those who will be saved. And that's pretty much straight up. And it's unconditional because it does not depend on anything outside of God, babe. Right. Such as good works. Right. You get a lot of um, false, um, again, unsound doctrine, which teaches that works is uh, part of your salvation. And we all know that the Bible uh, teaches that uh, salvation is uh, by faith alone. Mm -hmm. And... In this case, um, let's talk about a little bit about works because uh-huh. you know the Catholic Church is is big on works. Judaism is big on works, and uh, those are the two big, you know, the two big religions that we deal with here in America. Uh-huh. And, you know, actually, um, Islam is also part of that as well. But to to base salvation on works, you know, if you really look at it, it 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 can't be that okay. Uh, when God says you're, it's it's my mercy that that saves you. It's the playing field is even. Right. Okay, God determines the outcome, and He chooses those He chooses. And if it's going to be based on works, 
there's going to be a certain segment of the population that would have an advantage. And some of those advantages could be wealth. Okay, wealth, you know, you have a lot of money. That means, oh, I could give a lot to the church or right. I could do this. And that's going to put me in a good standing with God. So, um, oh, position, right. so, or education, right. et cetera. So, right. So uh-huh. what happens if you're not any of these? Okay. So what happens if you, you financially you're not you know, wealthy, okay, right. and you can't give as much. So does that mean God looks at you funny if you don't have like a position of influence and you're just, you know, it's not God looking a at schlep you funny. like me, okay? Right. It's, Is it's, it? it's, it's, it's the church <laughs> looking at you funny. Right. Okay. So we, we want to we make sure that, you know, even a, like a well-educated person, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't take anything that like that into consideration. He only like it's only your faith in in your, his son Jesus that is going to um get you to you know to know him. And so you have to know that. Yeah. You have to know it's that. it's very important to know that that works you you're not your your salvation is not given based on your good works because all of our works are our good works are like filthy rags right, to him. Right. So and some people even in the church are under the impression that they decided to follow God. And when we first come to Christ, it's easy to think that way. After all, we have spent all of our lives making decisions about what we do. Right. And while God does have his hand in everything, deciding to follow God is something else altogether. The fact of the matter is, not one single human being since the fall of Adam has had the desire to follow God. And we have to remember, babe, God wasn't lost. We were. Right. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, our our pride is what gets in the way of us. It makes us feel like we chose God. Right. But if you really look, the Bible says otherwise. In this episode, we are going to keep it simple. Scripture says it says it was God, not us. And since the word of God is without error, it comes down to us accepting the fact and realizing that God is the one that made it happen. Amen. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15 and verse 16, Jesus clearly makes the case when speaking to his disciples. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So who here is going to argue with Jesus? Not me, babe. No, I didn't think so, babe. <laughs> no. So, so why do so many people have a hard time with this? It comes down to the logic of humans that states these three simple facts. And what is fact number one? God wants everybody saved. That's true. In the Bible, it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, God wants everyone to be saved and to fully understand the truth. Fact number two. God could save everyone if he wants. That's right. He has that power. In Romans chapter 9 and verse 15 God reminds Moses that he is in charge, and it says, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. Fact number three. God does not save everyone. That's right. We look (laughs) no further than the fate of one of the twelve, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Christ and hanged himself. In Acts chapter 1, the apostle Peter speaks about having to choose a replacement. He prays to the Lord for guidance, asking him in verses 24 and 25, show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas has left to go where he belongs. Well, where Judas belonged was hell, and it is where he resides to this day. 
So it is tough for even Christians to reconcile that. But who he here wants to argue with God? I know I don't. So let's look at some more scripture to back it up. Again, let's go to John in chapter 6, verse 44. Jesus again states what he knows for sure. No one can come to me unless the Father that sent me draws them, and I will, and I will raise them up at the last day. In Romans chapter 8, in verse 29 to 30, another well-known passage states, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Okay, babe, the definition of foreknew in the Bible. Right. Again, foreknew is a a, a word that, it, it doesn't really come up very often, okay? But it sure does come up in the Bible. So to to describe to define the word foreknew, it is a specific and intentional act of God loving certain people and setting his affection on them. Now, you know, this is kind of how he chose Israel um, back uh, in, in biblical times. Mm-hmm. And he chose Israel as his chosen nation, but he was not ignorant that there was the rest of the world around them. So he, you know, he set his affection on Israel. And because he chose Israel because he chose Israel. Right. He chose Israel <laughs> because he chose them. And the same way he chooses us because he chooses us. We're, we're not... Uh, you know what it is? I think as humans, we always want to know why. Well, yeah. Okay, that why is always why, why, why. Why did he choose us? Right, why didn't he choose my mother? Why he chose my father? Like, right. They, they always want that understanding, right. that human understanding. And you're not going to get it sometimes from right. God because he doesn't owe us an explanation for everything. He's right. not going to give us an explanation for everything. All it is, this is, this is what he says, okay? So he also uses the word uh, predestination, mm-hmm. okay? So what does that mean? And, and again, this is, this is really simple. This is what the Bible says. It means that God chose, chooses those who will be saved and determines in advance that their final destination will be heaven. And again, we are not meant to understand No, it. no, no. Only, Only accept it and believe it. Because <laughs> that's that what, what his word, word states. states. <laughs> and his word is without error. I can't believe we just... We just <laughs> his word, his word is without error. Ah, <laughs> oh, babe, it, it's, it's so cool, you know. And, it's and, clear, it's so clear. You just follow what the Bible says and stop putting in your, your own two cents or what you want or what you want to believe and blah, blah, blah. It's not that difficult. And and honestly, you know, again, people people say, well, all right, I I, I believe what it says in the Bible, but I, do you really? I, I don't really believe this. Right. Okay? Like, right. I have a hard time believing this. Right. And you can't pick and choose. This no. is not a menu. No. This is not, you can't go and say, you know what, this is, I want to pick this, and I want to pick that, and I want to pick this, and I want to pick that. It doesn't work that this, way. This is not. This is not a buffet. This is not breakfast at Denny's. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> we have an inside joke about Denny's. I'm yes. still trying to convince Louisa to go to Denny's I with me, so. but she's not going. <laughs> I, can't, uh, I can't do it, babe. 
<laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you know, babe, there there are so many verses in the Bible that verify the doctrine of of election. I mean, we we picked out a few today uh, because we wanted to just keep it short and simple. But we could probably make two or three episodes on it. Mm-hmm. But um, we are going to end with a very familiar verse to wrap it up and. I mean, this is really a slam dunk topic. It's just something that, you know, again, you either believe it or you don't. And this verse comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 22 and verse 14. And it says, many are called, but few are chosen. Mm. To be called is part of the general call to repentance and faith that God graciously extends to all who hear the gospel. Many hear it, but few respond to it. Those who respond are the chosen. God's elect. Amen. So when you respond to follow Jesus whenever you were saved, it was because God ordained it that way. Not because you did it. Right. And you should I'm deciding to choose Jesus today. Not yet. (laughs) Uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not ready. Uh, I'll do it next week. I'm not ready. Maybe next month. Oh, when the summer's over, then I'll choose him. You might never (laughs) you're never gonna choose him. He's either gonna choose you or he's not. Right. And you should be thankful that God chose you before time began. And that you know what does that do? That just helps us to worship him, babe. Yes. Worship him for salvation. Mm -hmm. We should be walking in joy every single day, every moment, because we are saved. That's right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy on our wretched souls. We know that in our sinful condition, we can do nothing to deserve that salvation that you gave us. Thank you for showing us our sin and for giving us the desire to repent and turn our eyes to your Son. We thank you in advance that one day you will complete the good work you started and that we might spend eternity giving you all the glory. And we thank you for that in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it, brothers and sisters. The music signals the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening in today. We are grateful for your support. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support us by subscribing to this podcast through our website at jtepodcast.org. While you are at the website, please leave us a comment or question and check out our social media pages. Again, that's jtepodcast.org. So God willing, we will see you right back here next time. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.